Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Off in the S's, a podcast focusing on the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. I'm your host, Stu, and on today's show, just days after the season-ending Motul Petit Le Mans wrapped up, BMW, Cadillac, and Lexus took to road Atlanta for the first IMSA-sanctioned GTP test. And while the weather may have been great, it was anything but smooth sailing for one of the manufacturers. Buckle up, because you're about to go off in the S's. We're going to kick things off with BMW, one of three cars that was there to uh, to take the track. One of three manufacturers, pardon me, that took to the track for this LMDH test. And um, before the test even started, it was a little bit questionable as to whether BMW was actually going to make it and be able to participate in the test. This was because just the week before, they were off testing at Watkins Glen, located in upstate New York. During this test, they experienced some less than ideal conditions. There was a little bit of rain, a little bit of wet conditions, and uh, what ended up happening is it was a slight driver error. The car went off and had a bit of an accident. Now, while everyone was okay, there was some reported cosmetic damage, with but also an unknown level of monocoque damage was caused, and uh, the car actually had to be sent back to Indianapolis, where the Dallara team would be able to take a closer look at it and ultimately repair the chassis. Thankfully for BMW, though, it was not severe damage. The repairs were completed overnight and just in time to send that car back down the road towards Road Atlanta. Now, as you might recall, there was a display car. There was a BMW LMDH on site at Road Atlanta all weekend for fans to take a look at. This was, in fact, just a display car with the real car, of course, going through all of these repairs and travel to get back down to the track. Ultimately, the car did make it back in time for the test, though, and actually BMW M. LMDH, the car name, the the project leader here, uh, Maurizio Lechuta said that getting the car to road Atlanta in time for the test was nothing short of a miracle. It was a great job, honestly, by the BMW team, Team uh, RLL, um, the Dallara team to be able, they actually worked on that car overnight to be able to get it completed in time. And, um, and this was actually really key for BMW because admittedly going into this test there was a there was a bit of lack of mileage that they had put on the car it was also understood that the, in a previous test that had taken place at Sebring they also had some issues with the car there that really didn't allow them to get very much mileage on the car but thankfully for them during this test their troubles didn't really carry over here and on day one of this three-day test at Road Atlanta, BMW had already declared it a success for them. At the conclusion of day one, they were calling it a breakthrough day for them. They completed a significant number of laps with no major issues. Um, they, they talked about uh, completing technical programs that they were looking to accomplish and really just logging laps, which is something that, according to the team, they haven't really been able to do that much. 
So there was tons of good news coming out of the BMW camp on day one. No real news uh, coming out of it on the remaining two days. And I'm going to go with the whole no news is good news here. Um, all reports indicate that they were kind of just out chugging, chugging around the track uh, for those remaining two days. Unlike some of the manufacturers who we'll talk about here in just a second. But before we do, BMW did also announce that Sheldon Vanderlinde and Marco Whitman will be the third drivers for the already full season duos that have been announced. Conor Filippi and Nick Yololi will be the full season duo in the number 24. Meanwhile, in the number 25, it will be Philippe Eng and Augusto Farfis. So, um, so Vandalinda and Whitman, they're going to be third drivers in both of those cars. And uh, Colton Herta has been also announced as a fourth driver. We don't know where these third and, and, and Herta, the fourth driver, is going to fall into the lineup right now which car they're going to be in um but herta has been announced as a fourth driver just for daytona in the cadillac garage it was a little bit of a mixed one um they had a slow start to testing uh due to parts delays actually they didn't have parts and uh, some necessary parts that they needed um come in until later in the afternoon on day one so in the morning on monday they were able to get out do a few short runs and everything but really they were kept off track until these parts were arrived in the afternoon once those parts arrived though all indications pointed to uh, it was a, a successful test for cadillac um most of this coming from alexander sims he was quoted as saying it was really really nice to get a solid haul of laps Good times, did some fast laps as well, which was nice. It was a really good run and definitely some obvious things we can improve on, but right now we're just making the car run, putting miles on it, and that's where the focus is. Stage two of the learning process would be unlocking some performance. That's the bit I'm looking forward to. Now, some of this is referring to the car, but some of this is also referring to himself. Sims uh, did previously have some prototype experience, but I believe it was back in 2012, if I'm not mistaken, for one or two races. Largely, he has been a GT3 driver and um, and is really making the jump here into the prototype category, really head first. Um, so he's got a little bit of adjustments to do, but also it's kind of what we've been hearing from the Cadillac camp kind of since day one. Um, since the first test, I, I think it was Sebastian Bourdais said how happy he was with the car being so close to the Cadillac DPI that they, they already had out running there. And that would give them a really nice step forward to have that baseline to compare to and to be able to build off of that and unlock more speed. So it seems like that's what they're moving towards here. And also, this car has completed a ton of mileage in testing so far. Uh, the Cadillac Twitter account, they actually announced that there have been 11,000 kilometers completed in testing for this LMDH. To give you an idea of how that stacks up, I guess to give you an idea of what that even looks like, the DPIs this past season ran a total of 11,703 kilometers 
in 2022 races. So 11,000 kilometers completed in testing versus 11,700 completed this past season. They basically completed a full season of IMSA competition, and that is going to be give them a lot of data points to build off of and make that car better through these testing phases and going in to Daytona. The final car that was there and had the roughest time of everyone was definitely Acura. Uh, they had two cars actually present at this test that were regularly, well, kind of regularly getting track time, um, but it really got off to just a bad start for them on day one. As Tom Bloomquist was behind the wheel, he had a crash on day one that a Honda rep mentioned was a front suspension piece that failed, ultimately causing the crash. To make things even worse, Acura opted to sideline both of the cars. Well, one of them was definitely going to be sidelined for the rest of the day. That number 60 was, was pretty beat up after that hit. But they also decided to sideline the number 10 car out of fear that there was a manufacturing defect that could derail the whole test for them. Now, it was determined that it was not indeed not a manufacturing defect, seemed to be more of a bad part, and both of the cars were able to get fixed up. Well, the 60 was able to get fixed up, and both cars were able to return to the track for day two of testing. Tuesday... All indications are went smooth for Acura, but Wednesday, however, was not a great day once again. They ultimately had to stop testing early on the final day as Matt McMurray was behind the wheel again of the number 60 Meyer Shank racing car, and he spun into the barriers damaging the car. There was no reported parts failures that I've been able to see. It was just just lost the rear end and got into the, the barriers a bit. At this point, they actually opted to take both cars off the track once again and wrap up the test early in order to protect their remaining spare parts that they have ahead of their upcoming homalgamation. Now, you'll recall, it's been a lot more of a discussion, I guess, a little bit earlier in the season, but part shortages are still very much a thing for, for these cars and, and getting them manufactured and sent over. So it's not surprising that we see that Acura has, has kind of shut down the test early, especially with it being so close to homalgamation. I'm fairly certain that, um, that they are doing some testing sort of this week as this as this video is being released, pretty sure they're going, they're, they're beginning the homalgamation process at that point. So of course, very, very important that you have a car in tip top shape with all of the required parts that you need in order to start that process, because otherwise you could be jeopardizing the cars for, uh, for the beginning of the season. So, um, it kind of makes sense why they shut them down. Still unfortunate. And at the end of the test, Honda performance development president, David Salters said, Personally, speaking about development of the new car, the powertrain, the electronics, the software, wow, we've got a mountain to climb. He also admitted that even though they're a bit behind, having one car in the hands in, of the recently crowned Meyershank racing team, as well as having a car in the hands of the equally capable Wayne Taylor racing team, that they're confident that they're going to be able to catch up, just being able to kind of double down on the testing that they've been able to do and uh, and be able to catch up to the other manufacturers. I mean, man, oh man, it, just going in, 
going into this test, coming out of Road Atlanta, really what Petit Le Mans was, and then going in and hearing these cars on track, lots, lots of videos out there hearing the sounds of these cars and really in good quality for kind of the first time. Um, and just knowing that the next IMSA race that we see is going to feature these cars in it, man, it, it's, uh, it's really setting in and the excitement uh, you can really feel is starting to build. Now, coming out of this test, in my opinion, it kind of seems like Cadillac might have a bit of the upper hand here early. Um, we talked about the positive driver feedback that they've had really right from the word go. And then really put on top of that the, the sheer amount of laps and testing that they've been able to do with that car it really sounds like they're positioning themselves strongly throughout sort of this testing filled off season and into homalgamation and ultimately into the Rolex 24. On the flip side Acura hasn't really been doing too great it seems. It seems like they might be starting to just trail behind a little bit. Now, you know what? Maybe this shouldn't be too surprising as it seen as they were the last car that at least appeared to seriously start their testing. They were the last car to unveil of the four that are going to be racing in IMSA next year. I mean, unless if there was some like really low-key testing that they that the, that was taking place. I mean, it seems like they were the, the final ones to hit the to hit the track with their car. So maybe it's not surprising that they're a little bit behind the eight ball and and we don't know what the testing schedules ultimately look like for these teams for the rest of the off season. We know that track space is limited and that all of the tests are going to be booked. It's going to be unlikely that they're going to be able to add much more testing onto this over the course of the off season. So we'll see what Acura rolls out there, how the rest of their off season goes. There's still plenty of time left, um, but it does early indications seem like they might be a little bit behind the eight ball heading into Daytona. I also think it should be mentioned here, just the sheer amount of information that got knocked out uh, last week during this testing was absolutely phenomenal. Um, not only from just, you know, there were some YouTubers that were there, you know, uh, David Land, GT Rain, um, Racing Nation TV are, are a couple that I saw per, put some videos out there about the testing, um, but then also Sports Car 365 and some of the some of the news outlets as well. They put out some really great articles, some great informative content that um, it's really great to see that there's some more stuff picking. There's there's lots of excitement around the LMDH and, and the GTP category for next year. So I'd highly recommend going out and checking out all of those, uh, all of those sites, those channels as well, and uh, check out some of the stuff that they've put out. I'll, I'll stick uh, links to that just down in the show notes. That's going to wrap up this episode where we focused on the LMDH test that took place at Road Atlanta. But make sure that you are subscribed on your favorite podcasting app so you never miss a future episode. You can also follow along and interact with us on Twitter or on YouTube at Off in the S's. Also, if you wish, you can head over to patreon.com slash off in the S's if you'd like to support the show. But once again, a big thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope everyone has a great race weekend and doesn't go off in the S's.